This is Lexi Thornberry, and you're listening to Talk Sexy with Lexi. Hi, everyone. I am back for another episode of Talk Sexy with Lexi. Today, I am talking about cheating. Have you ever been cheated on? Have you ever cheated and why? I don't think there's a black and white answer to why people cheat. I think there can be so many different scenarios. I would say cheating is definitely wrong, but I was going to try to... (laughs) I am, sorry, I am trying to go into this podcast with no judgment, you know, an unbiased opinion and kind of like talk about the different scenarios of why people cheat, peel back the layers, if you will, and see if they're all so bad. Gosh, it sounds like I support cheating. I definitely don't. I have been cheated on and it's like the worst thing in the world (laughs) when you're going through it. And yeah, I don't, I don't see how anyone can do it and like have a good enough reason to want to do that. Anyway, before I get into this week's episode, I thought I would just share a fun fact of what I used to do before I like ever started dating or was in a serious relationship. I would get my shit together. Essentially, I would make a mental note or go on my notes app on my phone, even pen and paper, and I would make a list. In this list, I would basically... I would pick my brain. I would figure out what my deal breakers were in a relationship. I was like single as hell in this stage. Like I was not dating anyone, but I was like, okay, hypothetically in the future, if something drastic was to happen to me, I would have my like saying notes of what single normal Lexi would want me to do in this situation. So I would write down my deal breakers in a relationship, what I classify as cheating. And basically this little list I would make would ensure that my deal breakers and my standards to which I think a relationship should like uphold would never be easily changeable, would never be broken. I would never become a doormat. I would never become a pushover because by creating a list like this, I was basically being like, hypothetically, if I was put into a bad situation in the future, if someone cheated on me and I was head over heels in love with them, I wouldn't know what to do. My mind would be jumbled. I would be so confused. I wouldn't know what decisions to make. I would not know what was right and what's wrong. Making this list before you fall in love and you are addicted to the drug of being in love with someone because that can be a very dangerous thing and make you do things you normally wouldn't do. I would be able to look back at this list and know in my heart what I thought was right and wrong, what I believe my deal breakers are, and that I am like following through with my morals, my beliefs in how I 
think I should be treated in a relationship. Is that confusing? This is all hypothetical, but you need to establish what you are and are not comfortable with in a relationship aspect before you get into one and are blinded by the love drug, I like to call it. Don't be blinded by love, (laughs) says me. Making this list ensures that you can't go back on the acts you classify as deal breakers. So in like a few years from now, if you happen to be in a relationship and you realize that your partner is like doing something that you classified as cheating before you met them, you can be like, oh my gosh, oh no. Am I like letting this person walk all over me? Am I letting this person get away with things that I normally wouldn't because I'm in love. And yes, people do that. I've totally done that. It's very hard to not have your blinders on when you are in love. This list will make sure that your standards are met and upheld. Boom. That's a little trick. Try it out. I'm going to move on to the two types of cheating. There's probably more, but I'm going to talk about these two. There is emotional cheating and there is physical cheating. So I didn't really know what emotional cheating is. I googled it. And the definition on Google is emotional cheating is when you emotionally bond more with someone outside of your romantic relationship. So I have made a list And these are things to note. If you have ever emotionally cheated on your partner or you currently are, here is a list of like telltale signs that you are being an emotional cheater, okay? Number one, usually it is masked as a innocent friendship and they basically take on the role of your partner. Number two, You have secrets with this person, things that you may not even willing to tell your partner. You're like bonding with them in a completely different way. Number three, they become your go-to person for advice. This is a slippery slope and yeah, just keep on slipping. Number four, you call them first. So If you have good news, bad news, this new person becomes your go-to person to tell these things to. You start dressing up for them. You know, you start trying to impress them. You want to look pretty for them. You notice yourself trying to be more presentable when you know that they're going to be in your presence. I forgot what number I'm up to, but... Next, you discuss your relationship troubles with them. Next, you want to be with them more than your partner. Now, that doesn't mean like you like you want to date them more than you want to date your partner. That means you would rather hang out with them and spend more time with them than you do with your partner. <laughs> Don't start thinking your partner is emotionally cheating on you with their best friends. Like that's not what I'm saying. There is a very, very clear difference. And this is why I'm making this list. Next one, you begin to lie to your partner about talking to this person. And last but not least, you may start having 
weird little sexual fantasies about them. Now, when that starts happening and you have like a serious boyfriend or girlfriend, if you are doing these things and you are aware that you're doing these things, you are emotionally cheating on your partner. Now, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip the script. I am going to tell you the signs to look out for of when your partner is emotionally cheating on you. So number one, they hide their phone from you. You are the last person they want with their phone. They do not want you to have access to it. They don't want you to look over their shoulder while they're texting people. They don't, they just don't want you to fucking go on it at all. Full stop. I think that's weird. If your partner doesn't want you to look on their phone ever, that means some shady shit is going on. Let's be real. Next one. They know too much about their, like, I don't know what to call them. I'm going to call them their, like, friend. Okay. So they know too much about this person. Uh, Details that they shouldn't know. Stuff like that. They're taking a bit too much of an interest in this person's life. Number three. You no longer feel like a priority. So you as the girlfriend or boyfriend, you no longer feel like a priority in your partner's life. You feel like they are prioritizing this person above you. And the last one, your partner stops sharing a lot less with you. Usually they stop sharing uh, details about their life with you because they're telling this other friend friend wink wink but yeah that's what emotional cheating looks like I don't think it is anything sexual it's like literally all emotional (laughs) mental and it sounds like hell if I'm being honest like it's up there with physical cheating if not worse it sounds to me like super energy draining mind games manipulation like oh Emotional cheating sounds draining. Now, if you've been emotionally cheated on, the next step is to address. Does this mean we need a breakup? Now, I think a breakup should occur depending to what extent this went on for. I think the only possible way to move past it is if your partner is willing to have a incredibly like a raw, honest conversation with you about the things they did and they are able to acknowledge and take full responsibility for their transgression in this whole situation. And if they're not able to do that, you dump their fucking ass and hold up. (laughs) I'm going to like backpedal here a little bit. Even if they do apologize to you and they say all the right things they're supposed to say and you truly believe they're sorry, but you honestly think in your heart that you cannot forgive them for this, that is so okay. I don't think I could forgive them either. You can still break up with them, but it is good to forgive. But yeah, whatever. (laughs) Enough with that. Let's move on to the physical cheating And the other forms of cheating, like sex, obviously, for one. Uh, Kissing, yes, that's cheating, motherfuckers. (laughs) Dating apps, if your boyfriend has a dating app, he's he's cheating on you. 
I don't know if that's emotional or not, but emotional cheating. Anyway, dating apps, soliciting nudes, sexting, that's all cheating. Now, I have heard, this is a little side note, I've heard girls say that their boyfriend watching porn is cheating. I strongly disagree. (laughs) I think watching porn is so normal, especially for a guy. And when you think about it, like, ew, ew, I try not to think about it. But like, it's not like your boyfriend is like watching this porn and like they want to have sex with the porn star. Like they're not attracted to them. It's like they're literally just watching two random people have sex. They're not admiring their like looks, their body, their personality. No, they're just watching a video of two people have sex and they're getting turned on and (laughs) it makes the job finish earlier. Ew, that's so gross. But however, if you do think watching porn is cheating, uh, maybe tell your partner that before you start dating because (laughs) shit's going to hit the fan otherwise. So cheating. Whenever I would go on first dates, oh, maybe not first dates, but when I started like going on more than one date with the same guy, we're getting to know each other a bit more. I would always, always, always without fail, ask them if they've ever cheated in any of their previous relationships. And if they're smart, they would say no. (laughs) Even if they have, because, you know, that would just make me not trust them like immediately, straight away off the bat. And I don't really care if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, you, Lexi, you asked a guy if he's cheated in any of his other relationships when you're just getting to know him. Like, that's really weird. That is such a weird, in, intrusive, like, question to ask a person you barely know. And to that, I say, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who has a cheating history or is a serial cheater and will do the same thing to me, you know? And if they haven't cheated on their partner, I don't think that is an uncomfortable question to ask someone. I think cheating can be classified and like determined in so many ways. Like I have been cheated on personally. (laughs) Live, laugh, love, greatest time of my life. I'm kidding. But some of the experiences I have had with people cheating on me, the lines were blurry. So what I mean by that is, um, oh, for one instance, right? Like I was way younger, okay? I didn't really know what the fuck dating or relationships were. But I was way younger, right? I was dating this guy for a fair few months and I thought we had a like mutual understanding that we were exclusive. You know, when you get to that point with someone and you're like, it's kind of ridiculous to even like imply that we're not exclusive at this point. Like we are basically boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, that sort of stuff. So I was like, yeah, it's like implied that we are exclusively dating. (laughs) Turns out I was dating him exclusively. And he, on the other hand, was having sex with every single woman in the city. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. 
Um, looking back on it at the time, I was like probably really sad. But then when I like confronted them, obviously, and found out that they had slept with like a whole volleyball team, basically, they used the excuse of Lexi. Well, we're we're not technically dating. Like, yes, we've been dating for months and like it seems exclusive, but like I haven't technically like made it official with you. Like we have not said the words, we are official. And I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that is true. And I see your point. But if you are getting out of this whole like cheating scandal on a technicality, you fucking know you did something wrong. You egotistical asshole. So if you've ever been in this situation where the lines are very blurry, if this person actually cheated or not, because you technically were not like officially made exclusive at a at a boyfriend and girlfriend ceremony. I, I don't know what the fuck they they think happens when you like start dating someone. Does it need Oh, oh my gosh, annoying. Anyway, if the person you thought you were like exclusively dating essentially cheats on you and they use the excuse of well we weren't technically dating like we didn't officially make it official even though like you could have fucking met their whole family friend group and have been with them for like nine entire months you can leave you do not need to stay in that if you feel like by them doing that to you was them basically showing you their true colors and it was a true reflection of their loyalty to you you can leave you don't need to stay just because it was like a technicality of you guys weren't officially dating no if it hurts you enough and you're like I didn't think we had to have that whole conversation to like acknowledge and have respect for what we've been doing the past few months, how we've been hanging out, like this whole situationship. Basically, we're dating. I did not think we had to have that talk because it was very much like implied and assumed. You don't need to stay with that person. (laughs) Because it... (laughs) Don't let them make you feel silly for wanting to do that because if you weren't like official, you know, if it hurts you enough, that's listen to your fucking feelings. Listen to your gut. Even ask yourself, will you be able to forgive them for this? And if you say no, then you can't stay with them. But if you think you can, then yeah. You can stay with them, but you actually need to genuinely be able to forgive them and move on and not come back to it because it's unfair if you take someone back for cheating on you and you're not willing to fully forgive them. Yeah, that's the downside to like taking back a cheater You know, you need to like, you need to dust up that chalkboard. You need to clean off that whiteboard. You know what I'm saying? God, I'm bad at analogies, metaphors. Fuck, I still don't know the difference. I'm going to talk about the scenarios of cheating. The different scenarios. What 
pushes people to cheat. I don't know. I've never cheated on someone personally, but I'm going to like put my mind into a cheater's mind and tell you possibly the different reasons that could lead someone to cheat on you. So the first one, I think there is a huge difference between having the thought of wanting to cheat on your partner and actually cheating on your partner. So if you have a thought of, oh my gosh, I kind of like want to cheat on my partner right now, but you have the discipline discipline whatever but you have the discipline to not cheat on them and you have the ability to make yourself not cheat on them that doesn't make you a bad person what makes you a bad person though is if you have these urges and you decide to act on them you decide to cheat on your partner and basically you waste their time You lie to your partner. It could be once. It could be 10 times. Doesn't matter. If you keep cheating on your partner just because you're like, oh, I feel like it. Like, "Mm, okay. And you're still leading them on and staying in that relationship with them. (laughs) You're an asshole. That's not good. You're wasting that person's time. You're lying to them and you are very badly setting them up for trust issues in their future relationships and a lot of emotional damage and trauma possibly (laughs) but yeah if you have the thought of you want to cheat doesn't make you a bad person it just means you should talk to your partner about it maybe there is something your relationship is lacking usually that happens when you know, you're not getting as much love as you think you should be getting, you're feeling insecure, you're not getting some, like a basic need met by your partner that you think you should have in a relationship and talk to them about that. Maybe don't tell your partner that you had a giant urge to cheat on them, (laughs) probably leave that part out, but talk to them about the underlying reasons why you're feeling that way what what do you need out of this relationship to make you fulfilled it can even be the case you you just want to leave that could be a telltale sign that you want to get out of the relationship as well I think the most common scenario to when people cheat is when they are drunk they're consuming lots of alcohol or they are on a substance All of them are not great. Now, I'm not saying that as soon as your partner drinks, like all of their morals are out the window and just because they have a tiny bit of alcohol in their system, they are going to cheat on you. No, that's not what happens. Usually someone will cheat on you if they are like extremely intoxicated, if their sober mind has already subconsciously had these thoughts. So when you're drunk, you still have a level of consciousness. You are still you. You are still yourself. But the next day, you could feel a little hazy and you could have trouble remembering some parts of your night. 
some parts might be patchy and I literally know people who black out or like brown out and have absolutely no memory of what they did the night beforehand if they consume too much alcohol. But don't get me wrong, they are still conscious throughout the night. Like they are still, um, <laughs> they are still alive. They can still move. They are not like on the floor passed out. They're still conscious. Alcohol makes you make bad decisions and cheating could be one of them. But I do argue you're not just going to get drunk and start cheating purely because you have alcohol in your system. That's like that's not how it works. Usually if you cheat when you're drunk, it means there are underlying problems behind that. Example, here is a little scenario for when you're drunk. You could have been having a horrible day, a really bad day. You're in a rut with your partner. You guys have been fighting a lot lately. Your partner is not meeting your needs, your your sexual needs, your like emotional needs. You feel like they're not giving you the love that you deserve and the love that they they usually give you. You know, something's up. You're a bit out of sync with your partner. You could be at a party. You make eyes at someone across the room. Oh my gosh, this is making me sick, but it's making me sick to think about, but I'm trying to be in the mind of a cheater. <clears throat> you make eyes with someone across the room. They smile at you. Oh, wow. They come over. You guys start talking. Your conversation is fun. It's light. You feel a sense of relief. You're like, wow, I haven't felt this relieved and happy in a few weeks. You know, like I'm getting along with this person more than I'm getting along with my partner at the moment. This person is being nicer to me than my partner is at the moment. This person is showing more interest in my life and what I have to say and my random weird theories about shit than my partner has for the last few weeks. And then soon you start thinking, wow, this person is offering me something that my partner just is not giving me at the moment. And that could lead you to getting drunk and cheating and acting on impulse. I can say when you are drunk and you're obviously like in this scenario, you would have to be a bit like unhinged, a bit mentally unstable, you know, like not in a good mental headspace. And when you are drunk, while you're feeling like that, your ability to process consequences to your actions is thrown out the window. Your judgment is gone, but ultimately, I still believe you can control what you're doing and your actions when you're drunk. And if you cheat when you're drunk, your sober mind may have subconsciously thought about it before. But basically, I don't think being drunk is a excuse for anyone to cheat. I think it definitely lowers your ambitions, your ability to process those consequences and like the harm you could be doing to your life. Like, yes, it totally lowers all of your senses, right? But at the end of the day, you are still conscious when you're drunk. You are still yourself. And you have the ability 
to not cheat unless you're like completely blacked out and you know that's another story I'm not gonna get into that the next scenario I'm going to talk about on why people cheat on their partners is when they act on their impulses and they listen to their id yes you heard me correctly I said id that is spelt I D it's like id literally it's spelled exactly how it sounds <laughs> now I had no idea what an id was until my boyfriend brought it up to me in a conversation I think he heard this on like another podcast or something but I'm gonna break it down in a way quicker format and tell you what an id is so there are three parts to having an id there is an id there is a super ego and there is an ego. Now they all work together. So here are my definitions. Now the id is the impulsive and unconscious part of our psyche, which responds directly and immediately to urges, needs, and desires. Now the id is not a good thing. I'm just gonna preface it with that, okay? <laughs> I'll talk about that soon. Next, the superego. The superego is your moral conscience. And if you give in to urges of the id, the superego is what will cause you to feel a sense of guilt or shame for your actions, okay? So it's like the superego is keeping us in check to make sure we don't like act out of our silly impulses in our head. Next your ego. Your ego satisfies your id's wild desires in a realistic and socially acceptable way. So your ego kind of like balances out your id and your super ego, you know, to like get what you desire, but not in a harmful, aggressive way. These three things all work together to make sure you don't act like some wild sexually driven animal okay if you listen to your ad I'm sorry if you listen to your id you are that's like a really horrible thing but in this scenario I'm talking about cheating people act on their ids meaning they act on impulse and they don't process future consequences no matter how bad the consequence and how bad of a decision you could be making they listen to their id and they do exactly what they think is the most desirable to them in that present moment. Highlight that word. They do what they desire, okay? While listening to your id, a person, like it has the power to make a person forget how much they love their partner. You know, they could just completely like, black out and forget like the five previous like wonderful years I've spent with their partner all of that is like blurred out in the background and they are not able to properly process how bad of an idea cheating would be they purely act on impulse usually people can control their ids they can think the unthinkable and not actually do it. You know, like if you are listening to your id, you're probably a really dangerous person. <laughs> but yeah, most people can control it. But if there are substances involved and alcohol, that person becomes 
way more vulnerable to act on those thoughts. They become way more likely. This is if they're already in a like really bad negative headspace, okay? Don't freak out that your partners are cheating on you just because they, they you know, have things in their systems or, or they're drunk, you know? They're not going to do that unless they have already thought about it. There are so many different reasons people cheat. It could be for an ego boost. It could be self-sabotage and a part of their like unhealed past. (laughs) Usually you need therapy for that. (laughs) Sometimes people can't get past previous relationship issues and they literally just like don't have the ability to have a non-toxic relationship and they kind of develop like some sort of sick kink for being toxic in a relationship you know those types of people like they love the toxic they love the crazy and like they kind of like get off and are way more entertained when they're with someone toxic someone who cheats someone they can cheat on like it's all mind games if you're with a person like that that's (laughs) you're fucked like probably leave them they're not great um But yeah, you get those types of people. Other people cheat because like maybe they're feeling like they've lost the spice in their relationship, you know. The spice is gone. They're not having sex as much. They're feeling bored. Um, They're not appreciating like time with their partner. They're they're basically just bored. I'm going to tell you right now, um... If you feel like the spice is lost in your relationship and you think cheating on your partner is going to like get you your spice back, you are extremely fucking wrong. Like what is wrong with you? Having sex with someone else is not going to fix that problem. You need to address these problems to your partner before like taking the drastic action to have sex with a completely different human being sometimes people cheat because they fell out of love with their partner now I think this is a really sad one honestly I think all of the reasons like that I am listing that people cheat right now like I think these are all extremely valid reasons just to break up with that partner, okay? I don't think they're valid reasons or excuses for you to think you should be able to cheat on that partner now. Like, I'm not in love with them anymore. I want to cheat on them. No, I don't think that's how it should be handled. If you are not in love, just do that person a solid and break up with them, talk to them, communicate with them and don't fuck up their life just because you want to have your cake and eat it too. That's what a lot of people like to do, you know. I think a lot of cheaters love the perks of having a girlfriend and being able to cheat on them. Like they get both sides, you know, they get the perks of having like a rock, having like an emotional punching bag, not like an actual one, like not as in 
your partner like fucking like beats you okay I'm not talking about that I mean they use you as a place to let out all of their anger like their emotions their sadness you are their like emotional support punching bag essentially they just love the perks of a relationship they come home you have dinner cooked for them you know you make them feel less bad about themselves if they're having a bad day you're there you take it you take all of the fucking emotional shit that this person is carrying you're probably even comforting them for their guilty cheating conscience okay and they also like cheating on you because they get to have sex and then get to have that rock of being in a relationship with a woman. I think that's fucking sick. I think some people also cheat out of insecurity. Now this is really twisted. I have witnessed people in my life do this. Like they're not my friends. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not hanging around the toxic ones anymore. Um, But they are so scared that their partner's are going to leave them one day like that is their main concern like oh my god I do not want my boyfriend to leave me to dump me ever so I am going to cheat on them to make my insecurities fulfilled I'm going to cheat on them to prove to myself that I can get other people, that I have more options, that if my boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, was to cheat on me, I wouldn't be alone. I wouldn't be alone. I could get someone as easy as pie. (laughs) This might not make sense to you because you would be wondering like, why the fuck would a person who is scared of being alone cheat on their partner? Well, It's because they want to reassure the idea that even if their partner was to break up with them, because that is literally what they are terrified about, they want to make sure they have options and they will not be alone if that were to happen. Basically, this is like a massive form of self-sabotage. This type of person typically needs reassurance and they want to prove to themselves that People in the world other than their partners like them. This was like a really hard one for me to like process that people do it. But like I've witnessed people do it. And I also like Googled (laughs) why people do it. And it's like a real thing. (laughs) It is a real thing. Okay. Um, Other people cheat because they are in an extremely toxic controlling relationship if this is you and like you've ever been in a horrible toxic relationship like this and your partner's an asshole and tries to control you all the time I feel like it's like a in humans nature like it is in our nature to rebel and do the opposite of what that asshole is telling us to do you know so people in toxic relationships cheat You know, like the anger in that toxic relationship could drive you to cheat, to rebel, to seek revenge. And what better revenge is there in a relationship than to cheat on that 
person that's been treating you horribly and has been making your life a living hell. Now, I haven't been in like one like to I've been in like a toxic relationship, yes, but I have not been in one to this extent where like you'd cheat on them and not just leave. So I don't really understand it, but this is a thing as well. Oh my God, (laughs) this is like really bad to say, but like the next scenario I have of why people cheat is like, they're just that type of person, you know, they're just that type of guy. They're just that type of girl. It is in their nature. They, they view cheating as a sport. They love it. They get excited from it. Like, have you ever met a guy who just like serial cheats on his girlfriend and everyone knows that they cheat on their girlfriend, but no one tells the poor bitch ever. Like, and then everyone kind of assumes that the girlfriend knows because like it's like so obvious that they're always cheating that's the type of guy I'm talking about like one of those oh my god I knew one of those guys in high school literally still with his girlfriend I'm pretty sure he like hooked up with the entire grade and I'm absolutely gobsmacked like she didn't believe any of the girls that told her like hey your boyfriend's cheating on you man like just go through his phone (laughs) So I've met guys that look at cheating as a sport. I haven't come across many girls that have done this. It's it's mainly guys. Don't get me wrong. Not all guys act like this. Like do not listen to this podcast and get trust issues with your partner. Okay. That's not what I'm trying to do. But you know, like the type of guy who thinks cheating is fun. It's kind of like written all over his face face it's in their personality it's in their nature and if you come across one of these guys you will know if they are that type of person like it's extremely obvious they don't try to hide it ever they don't give a fuck if you know that they're a fuck boy they're like proud of it okay but that's usually how they get girls. They are usually very charming. They don't really try to hide the fact that they're a fuckboy or a player. And they think it's funny. And for some reason, like the reverse psychology shit sucks girls in. And they think they can change this guy, basically. Like, you have you heard of the girls who are like, I can change him. Like, I can make him not be a fuckboy. And I'm like... Girl, like, we've all been there, actually. But that's, like, literally what he wants you to believe. You cannot change this man. They think they're going to be, like, the first girl that makes him fall in love. That makes him change his ways. And, do not get me wrong, this guy will make you feel like you're doing all of the right things. Like you're changing him. But usually with this type of guy, he's he's lying to you like he is great at manipulating and chances are he's fucking lying to you and he's going to waste a lot of your time and make you very unhappy make you in a very toxic situation and it's going to be an emotionally draining relationship that's gonna leave you with nothing you're gonna break up like there's no way you can stay with this type of man like the fuck boy is just implemented into their blood they they are a fuckboy a fuckboy is them 
And you're just going to get a lot of trust issues from it. I've seen so many people go through this. <sighs> okay. Okay, enough about the different scenarios of why people cheat. Those were just like a few. I have witnessed these things happen in real life. And yeah, I'm going to flip the switch and talk about if you've ever been cheated on. My first-hand experience with being cheated on made me like rethink every single thing of that like whole relationship. It was very twisted and a horrible feeling. You feel very used. You don't want to be in your own body because like you've literally been with someone who has been with someone else at the exact same time as you. And it's a really disgusting, like horrible feeling. Do this person a solid and grow some balls and break up with them. Getting cheated on while you're in a codependent relationship. This has never happened to me, but one of my friends, like this has happened to her. So she was extremely codependent. That's like bad in itself, but you know, it's it's hard to be in a relationship and like be like that fucking independent boss ass bitch all the time, okay? She she just let it happen to her. She was pretty codependent with this guy, a very codependent relationship. And it literally felt like the end of the world for her. My masseuse told me like a really great saying. So my masseuse told me that like that week she was going to go to the beach with these two gentlemen. They're like in their 40s, 50s. I don't know. And they've never been to the beach before in their whole entire life. They've never seen the beach They've never stood on a fucking beach. They've never swam in the ocean. They've never seen the ocean because they like live in the middle of Australia or whatever. But, and they've always like lived in their small, tiny country hometown. And I could not believe this. I was like, what? Oh my God. They've never been to the beach. That is crazy. Um, thinking about it in a larger perspective, like I've never actually traveled overseas I've barely even been around Australia and I'm like oh I guess like you know I've kind of stayed in my own little country town like I've I've only stayed in like the places I've lived I've never really traveled outside of like where I have lived you know and she went on to tell me this is like all hypothetical she's like say you were you know, like these guys who have never been to the beach because they stayed in their country hometown their whole life. Say you were dating like what you thought to be the love of your life for the last like 10 years. And one day that person dumps you. They like rock up to your doorstep and they dump you on the spot. (laughs) This is like really morbid but she was like you'll get a shotgun put it in your mouth and fucking blow your head off and I'm like okay maybe not maybe people have different coping mechanisms but she's like that type of person would like do that they would think that breakup is the absolute end of the world purely because they think that relationship was their world like they've never traveled anywhere but their little country hometown. And she's like, but if they were to, you know, catch a flight the next day, 
travel halfway across the world, start traveling. They'll soon realize like, oh my God, the world is so much bigger. She's like, the difference between those two people is like, for one of them, the first one who's stuck in their little hometown and knows nothing else but their relationship and thinks it's their world. You know, she's like, they're going to be fucking depressed and think that is the end of their whole life. She's like, whereas if you like travel, if you start doing stuff, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it really, you'll start seeing it as a very small thing. Like a, the problem will get smaller and smaller and pretty much it will start to like fizzle out and turn into nothing. I feel like if you're in a codependent relationship, um, you need to like think of this saying, not the whole fucking shotgun in the mouth part. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying if you're codependent and you think that whole fucking relationship was your life and that person who you thought was the love of your life and you can't even remember being single or a life without them. There is a whole fucking world out there that you have never explored. You've never traveled. There is so many experiences that you've, you've never experienced so many people you have not met. Like just think the best times in your life are from here on, you know, the best parts of your life are going to start from here on out. You know, have that mindset. That's if you're in a codependent relationship. Like, don't let it be your be all end all. Don't make it be your whole world. You can get through this. And just like think of that weird story my masseuse told me. I thought it was like really interesting. I'm like, wow, yeah, true. It's like a it's a change of perspective, I guess. <laughs> Next don't blame yourself for getting cheated on. I know when you're cheated on, you tend to look inside. You tend to point the finger at yourself. If you were cheated on and you know for a fact that you gave this person like all of your love, all of your attention, your time, you gave them fucking everything. You cared for them. You were their rock you know, you were there for them in times that they needed you the most and they still cheated on you. The number one rule is do not blame yourself. Don't look for the problem inside yourself because that's not where the problem lies, okay? The problem lies in your partner who cheated on you because they are the ones who have the issue, who have the insecurity, the fucking, I don't know, unresolved problems, not you. You do not have it. Last but not least, if you've been cheated on, at the end of the day, you need to decide if you want to stay with this person or not, if you want to keep pursuing things. This is where I think my list that I mentioned at the beginning comes into play and would serve you a really great purpose because I know like being cheated on, you're 
mind is everywhere. It's like you cannot think for yourself and you do not want to make any decisions at all. Like you're like literally what the fuck do I do? But sad thing is no one can fucking tell you. You need to figure it out. And if you make a list beforehand of what you are and are not are not okay with in a relationship, you are going to like uphold those standards, okay? So if you decide you want to stay with your partner and they've cheated on you, this is the shit part about it, okay? You need to be willing to forgive your partner for everything they have done. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> but if you want to stay with this this person and like not make your life a fucking energy draining living hell, like your whole relationship, you need to learn to forgive them. You cannot resent your partner for it because It is your choice that you are forgiving them. It is your choice that you are keeping this person in your life. And if you decide that you want to stay with this person, but you are continually, you know, like holding the horrible cheating things they've done to you against them, that is unfair. Oh my God, I fucking hate that I'm even saying this because like being cheated on is unfair, okay? But if you want this person in your life, you can't keep bringing up the past. You can't keep being like, well, you you fucking cheated on me, you asshole, so I can do whatever I want. No, you can't act like that and expect it to be like a flourishing relationship that's going to last. You need to be able to forgive this person. It doesn't need to be immediately. You can keep talking to your partner about it like over time. If it ever comes into your mind, just tell them like, hey baby, like it was my choice to stay with you and I love you. But like right now, today, I'm having a really hard time processing and trying to accept all of the things that you did to me in the past and I'm just like really not feeling loved at the moment now you should be able to say that to your partner and have them respond in like a very understanding fucking way and if they are responding to you in like bursts of anger and they don't want to fucking hear it and they think you're a drama queen they are they're horrible they are toxic that's not good behavior that is not good behavior if you ever like have worries in your relationship and you want to bring it up to your partner and you're scared that they're going to react badly that is not a person that you can be with in the long run I don't think yeah what do you guys think I want to know like that's just what I think if you're going to take a cheater back into your life and you want to try to make things work it's holding it against them and using that as your ammo is like really unhealthy and that's just going to make the relationship a living hell if you want to stay with them you need to learn to forgive and You need to ask yourself, like, can I really forgive this person for what they have done? You need to know all of the fucking facts. 
And if you don't think, if you honestly are so in love with this person, but you do not think that you could ever trust them again or forgive them, you need to let that relationship go. No matter how in head over heels, the love of their the love of your life they are, you need to sadly let that person go. But then it's also not a fucking loss because they're a cheating scumbag. But I get there are a lot of um, different scenarios, you know. So I'm trying not to be too judgmental. And yeah, um, but I don't think, I don't think you should stay with a partner who's cheated on you. Like, bitch fucking a lot of fish in the sea go traveling listen to my masseuse that partner is not your whole world there are so many things in life that you have yet to experience and go through and people to meet anyway that was me talking about cheating I fucking hate this topic it makes me like ew sad that is me done for today guys if you have any stories, please write them in. I really want to like be interactive with you guys and literally tell me stories about the most random shit in your life. I don't care. Like I'll keep you anonymous. I will read them out and answer questions, give you my advice. Like I really love answering questions that people write in. So do that. If you want any advice, ask me and I'll give you my opinion that you should and should not listen to. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll see you next week. Mwah. Oh, oh, oh.